Welcome to Nine Points Started With A Dream Podcast. Our goal is to showcase the stories of athletes and the community that supports them by being authentic about their journey. Here's your host, Jacoby Gillum. Yo, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jacoby Gillum. Today's guest is Courtney Falinski, and she's one half of Match Point COVID. I started with Taylor Milton, and they started a thing where they're helping athletes and, and volleyball share how their feelings and their thoughts on on COVID and then, you know, the reality of, of the situation. So hope you enjoyed this episode. Great story here. Very, very relatable. And let's get to it. So the question that everyone that comes on is um, when you're younger as an athlete, what was like your biggest dream, the goals you wanted to achieve? Oh God, as an athlete, I actually wanted to be, my first athletic dream was to be a professional basketball player. Okay. So I guess that's where it started because that was just kind of the first sport that I really played. And it that quickly died. <laughs> After a while, I was like, you know what? Now got burnt out kind of fast and then found volleyball, luckily. But yeah, I had a poster of Lisa Leslie on the back of my bedroom door. Okay. And I would like measure myself against her. And I was like, I'm going to be like that one day. Lisa Leslie. Yeah, that's good. I got a role model, though, to have, you know, Lisa Leslie. So, yeah. So when you, you know, kind of said, all right, we're done with basketball. And how do you kind of land up on volleyball and kind of figure out that was a good place for you? Volleyball was the last sport that I tried, like the last one I picked up. And I'd been, I was always playing everything as a kid. Like that was just always, I don't know, I think of a lot of athletes say that, like I just played every sport that I could. And volleyball was the last one I picked up because all my friends were playing it. And I went to a volleyball camp that our high school, like our future high school put on with them. And at first I hated it just because I was bad and I hate being bad at things. It just makes me so angry. And then I just kind of stuck with it because all of my like best friends were playing and it was really fun to play with them. So I was like, I'm sure I'll like it, you know, when I start getting better and I like hanging out with them. So I'll stick with it and just like did it throughout middle school along with everything else that I could play. And then I just, I just loved it. Like it's so much fun. And when you start to get a little bit good, it was just, I think with no other sport, I didn't feel that with any other sport that I'd played before. Like when I started to get good, I just wanted to keep getting better. And I definitely felt that with volleyball. Yeah. And then just, I think when I was in high school, you know, coaches were, I was getting recruiting letters and found out that was a thing I could do, you know, play in college. And I was like, okay, like, I guess I'll do that. And just kind of kept going with that same process. So when you say you kind of started getting good, how did you become good? Was it, was it just practice or were you you doing like stuff outside of just the usual everyday stuff? A little bit of both. I mean, I think it really helped. Like I always tell players that I'm coaching, I was not good until I was like, 15 or 16. Like, even though I started playing when I was 12, I was terrible until I was almost in high school. And I think a lot of it, like when I turned, I was a freshman in high school. So what's like 14, 15 years old, I think a big game changer was that summer. I played a lot of volleyball because in middle school, I played every sport. So I didn't really dedicate that much time to volleyball. I played club, but you know, I'm not for a very good club, not for a very good team. The practice wasn't very intense. And then that summer before my freshman year, when I decided I wanted to play in high school, I switched clubs, went to Tornadoes in Houston, just was a better, had a a good reputation at the time and just played, was in the gym at all the open gyms, all the clinics they had at least twice a week, like all summer long. And I grew like four inches in like almost like less than six months. I grew so much. And I think the biggest improvement was my jump. I could actually jump after all of that 
playing and all that jumping and all that hitting. And I could finally serve consistently and serve well because I was stronger. When I was in middle school, I would, I hated serving because I was, I just got so mad because I was so inconsistent. And I would actually do push ups in my room every night when I was like 13 and 14 and seventh and eighth grade. And my serve did improve. But then just, I was in the gym so much that summer after middle school and it made such a big difference. I think what's cool to hear, like in your journey, just like just the early part of just how you were determined to get better. You were like, I'm not gonna let anyone beat me. Yeah. And just be like, I'm not going to be bad at this. This is ridiculous. Like I'm not, I'm not going to be bad at this. This is stupid. (laughs) And just like so mad about it that I just like refuse to let myself be bad. (laughs) So when that first college letter came, what was like your initial reaction or your initial thought about oh like uh, where the journey going to go with volleyball? Well, they had, you know, in club, we had like a recruiting coordinator and we'd had some like club wide meetings like, okay, 15s, like start collecting a list of schools. And I was like, I can't, and they said 30 schools. And I was like, I can't even name 30 universities. Like, I don't know, Texas A&M, University of Texas. Like, and then I got, club season I think in like January I got a letter from Cal Berkeley and I was like that's it I'm going to Berkeley like nobody talked to me this is a decision and of course like an introductory letter and questionnaire means nothing it doesn't mean they want you to play there but I think that was when I started because it's a great school and that's when I started thinking oh I can find a really good school academically you know it doesn't have to be about sports but I can find both and I can really expand my shirt, my search beyond what I ever thought I could. I mean, I knew I was going to college, obviously, and I knew that I wanted to go somewhere that was academically really tough. And it was exciting to think that I could expand my search wider than I probably would have if I had just been looking at academics. I probably would have stayed in Texas, which luckily we have so many great universities because I would have probably gotten some good scholarships and and grant money and that kind of stuff. So volleyball. I think after I got that letter, I thought, oh, I can really look almost anywhere in the country. Like, that's really exciting. Definitely. So what made you choose Georgia Tech, right? Mm-hmm. What made you choose uh, Georgia Tech? You know, it really had that perfect balance. Like, it's a really great, great school academically. And I wanted that. Like, I wanted some place. I got the best advice from a mom that I met when I was visiting Rice. I came really close to going there. And she said, you need to pick a place where if something happens, you know, God forbid, and you can't play volleyball anymore. If you get hurt, if something goes wrong and you're just a student at that school, is that a place that you're still going to be happy at and a place you're still going to want to be? And that was great advice that I would measure every school I visited after that against. And tech was the one when I was on campus and I thought, no matter what happens, this is a place that I want to be. I loved Atlanta. I loved the campus. I loved the academic options that I had. And the staff was fantastic. I loved the girls and the team. I was like, I can see myself being good friends with them for years and still am with so many of them. Love the coaching staff, but also knew that if for whatever reason, if something had happened to me and I couldn't play anymore, that those civil school and a city and a place that I would be happy being. That's funny because I'm often, because like I had a had a feeling injury in high school and my mom was like, hey, choose a school based on that same reason. She was like, you got, you got to go four years here. So if you go somewhere mm-hmm. that you're not going to enjoy, if you get, you get hurt again, you're SOL. Yeah. Uh, like, all right, let me go to school, yeah. my dream school then. Yeah. So. And you, I mean, with sports, you never know. Like, and it's not bad advice. It's not a bad omen or like bad luck to say that. It's smart. It's just good planning. Because like, yeah. life happens sometimes, you know? Yeah. So 
up to this point, was there any like adversity that kind of just hit you that made you kind of just reevaluate the whole athletic journey? Uh, I mean, not so much. I think in high school, there were a couple of moments where recruiting was just really stressful. It wasn't a very fun process for me. Like I'm always happy when I hear players who are genuinely enjoying it or like even friends who are like, man, recruiting was so much fun. I felt so special. And I was like, I was just stressed all the time. Like I just anxiety through the roof, always stressed out. And there were certainly a couple of moments where I took a step back and was like, do I even want to do this? But I was like, you know, I've come too far and hell yeah, I want to do this. Like I didn't question it super seriously, even when I was really stressed. And then when I was in college, I think, you know, it was certainly really difficult. There's that transition period from high school to college when just the competition level goes up, you know, and then on the academic side, everything was harder there too. And I didn't really, I think that my junior year, I didn't really enjoy playing that much anymore. It wasn't very fun, but I never thought about quitting. I never questioned that I wanted to be there, that program on that team, which I'm really grateful for. I think if I hadn't chosen the right place, it could have turned out differently. But even in the moments when it was really tough and I wasn't enjoying it, I still wanted to be there doing it. Just kind of a weird thing to, it's kind of hard to explain, but it just, even when it sucked, I was like, well, I would rather it be sucky here in this place with these people and keep doing it mm-hmm. than do us anywhere else. And, and plus you're an ATL, so that's kind of always really good advice. Yeah, and like, yeah, and I just loved the people that I was around so much. I, quitting was never an option, I guess. Did you go to the um, the Coke factory while you were, while you were there, like your freshman year? Yeah, yeah. I went with uh, my roommate and her parents because she's from Atlanta. Oh. And they, I don't know why they wanted to go. Was that nobody who lives here goes. But I thought it was great. I had yeah. a great time. <laughs> yeah. In the aquarium. Did you go to last night, Chicken and Waffles? Yes. Yeah, my roommate and I would actually go there. We went there too often and we were like, we can't do this once a week. We need to stop. Yeah. Like we would have lunch. We would have like a late lunch after class on days we had morning practice and we had we were done with class and had like a free afternoon. We would go there and then we were like, we need to have an intervention with ourselves. We can't be eating this once a week. Cause you'll be you'll be KO'd. You'll be like mm-hmm. practice. Sure. I won't be able to get off the ground. <laughs> so you, you kind of so you're in college now. So was there, was there a thought of going pro or they just like, I'm going to play four years and get a job afterwards? That play four years and be done was for sure my mindset. I didn't even know that playing pro was an option until my freshman year. We went on a trip to Europe, just like one of those tours that you can do every four years as a team. And we did it through Bring It Promotions, which is an agency. And they also organize trips like that for uh, college teams. And I had a couple of teammates who were going to graduate. So they were talking to the guy from bring it about their options and he kind of addressed our whole team and just said you know this is a a great experience if you get to your senior year i want to keep playing keep us in mind and i was just like no no thank you not for me and then when it got to my junior year you know i had one season left and i was for sure on the path of like all right i'm going to finish out this last one strong and then get a job and then we got a whole new coaching staff my senior year which was a little unexpected you know, that coaching changes are always tough. And to see everybody go was really hard. And our new head coach, Michelle Collier, who is still at Georgia Tech, she and our assistant had both played professionally for several years after they graduated from college. And they're both from Brazil. So they kind of had the international, a good sense of what international play was like their whole lives. And Michelle encouraged me 
aggressively to do it. And she was like, look, even if she kind of sold it based on the travel and the experience, which was smart for me, for her to do to me. She was like, it doesn't have to be about the volleyball. She was like, just give it a year. I think you would really love it. I know you like to travel and you're getting better. Just try like one season. And I had certainly fallen back in love with the game that season. I think I improved more my senior year. I improved tons my freshman year, as you always do. I might've improved even more my senior year. I just, and I was like, you know, I don't want to stop now. Like it's fun again. I love it again. I'm getting better again. Like, let's just see how much better I can keep getting. If you didn't go, if you didn't go through the pro route or go that route, what was like your, your dream job or your, or what you thought you thought you loved doing for a career? Oh my gosh. I had no idea. Like I still barely have an idea and my overall dream and that what's been my dream for a long time is to be a writer, but I was in no position to pursue that. Had no idea how I probably would have landed at some like marketing job or something terrible. Like I don't even, I don't know. Yeah. And then, and I was, I mean, looking back, I'm so grateful I had the opportunity to go play overseas because it was just a way, I mean, you, there are many ways to learn about yourself. And in your early twenties, you just a function of your early twenties is just learning so much about who you are. And I'm really grateful that I had the chance to do that the, in the environments that I did, living overseas, you know, doing this crazy professional volleyball thing. And it put me in a much better position to look for a job now. So what would your first offer or, or, or did it come from? I had one from an A2 team in France, a second division team, but I didn't know. I don't know. It seemed kind of sketchy. I didn't know any of the, we couldn't find any players who had played there communication with their manager was a little bit weird and spotty. And then I got an offer from a team in Finland because there is a, a girl who had played there the previous season was friends with my assistant coach and they had played together in college. So I had, you know, a good, she vouched for the club. It's like, and I was talking to her pretty regularly. The manager seemed really nice and, and they were pretty aggressive, like with the offer and communication. And I was like, you know, that's never a place I ever thought I would go, but the level seemed like a good place for me to start because I knew I would play all, I mean, I pretty much knew I'd play all the time and coming out of college, you know, I wasn't, I was good obviously, but I didn't, I wasn't a big name player that people were just like clamoring to sign. And I was like, all right, let's go to Finland. Things I thought I would never say. So when you were, you know, choosing the team, you know, did you kind of have like that same mindset about college, you know, like I want to go to a place where at least if I don't play as much, I'll still enjoy the country or that just, you're just like, I just want to go and just go. For that season, it was like, I just want to go. Like, I just want to see what this is about. I have no idea what I'm getting into. I was on the plane and I've kind of had this moment every time that I like take a big leap in my life where I know it's the right thing. If I just like have this moment of disbelief and just start like laughing at myself and being like, what the heck am I doing? Am I, are we seriously doing this? And I just, am like laughing in disbelief. And I certainly had that moment on the plane when we were about to land in Helsinki and I was looking, it was just like, you've got to be kidding me. I'm really doing this. This is amazing and crazy. and bold and really great that's awesome so you're here you're you get you off this flight now you're officially a pro athlete did the girl that you know from houston that wanted to be lisa leslie you know did she think that was possible <laughs> no my god no once i gave up on basketball which did not take long because it was just not for me i didn't even think about it anymore you know, and like I told you, even in college, I was like, well, even when I knew that it was a possibility, I was still like, ugh, more volleyball, gross. So yeah, I 
it was a surprise. Even like when I landed, when I was going to the place I was going to live, even in practice, I was just like, I can't believe this is what I'm doing. But so, in a good way. So, you know, I feel like what kind of inspires you to keep going, you know, in a sense of like, like what keeps you waking up to saying, you know, I wanted to keep doing this. Because I was, it sounds so cheesy, but it like love of the game. And I was like, I hadn't felt that way since I was a kid or since I was young playing volleyball. I mean, even I think the love started to like the childlike excitement and love faded pretty quickly through recruiting and then college when it's just go, go, go. You're striving for the next goal, the next thing to achieve and kind of forgetting to enjoy the process along the way. And when I was doing this, I was like, you know, there's no, I knew I didn't want to achieve, you know, national team Olympic level. My only goal was to enjoy it. That was all I, that was all there was pressure to do was have fun and get better. So it's kind of funny. There was like, you know, I, and I had goals to play in like in higher leagues, but I don't know. I just, I had a really great time and I enjoyed playing so much and it was hard. I mean, it's still hard. It's hard when all you do it all day is play volleyball and there's nothing else to take your mind off. There's no school, social circle is non-existent. Your family's thousands of hours and miles away, but you know, it was still hard, but I was having so much fun and I hadn't had that kind of fun, like no pressure. All you have to do is play. All you have to do is enjoy it and get better every day. I hadn't had that in so many years. And so like, I looked forward to practice every day. I hadn't felt that way in years, like looked forward to competing so much. And it was, it was really amazing. Kind of go back on that part where you said, you know, like you, you enjoy going to practice now. So when, when no time that you didn't enjoy it, like, you know, like the recruiting process or, or stuff like that, how did you, I guess, cope or how did you kind of give yourself like those moments to just maybe like decompress or de-stress from, you know, all the pressure there maybe? Yeah, I think it helped that I had, I, there was always something else going on that I could focus my attention on. You know, I always had homework or projects or exams or social things to do. So it was pretty easy to distract myself if things weren't going the way I wanted them to. So you're now a pro, you know, Courtney, Courtney came from Houston to Georgia Tech. Now she's overseas and, and, you know, in Finland. So what was the game like? Were you you out there dominating? Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. And I mean, the level there was, it's fine. You know, no one's going to be like naming Finland as a top European league. But I still played against so many great players. And yeah, I mean, it was just so much fun. And I I grew so much mentally that season. And that was a game changer. Like getting a hold on my mental game for the first time and like making my mind a good place to be during a game, during practice and during a game made all the difference. And yeah, I mean, I had I had a really great season and was really lucky to have that opportunity and the people around me to help me and had, a great, had great teammates and did really well and ended up getting a contract in Germany for my second season, which I was really pumped about because I wanted to jump up significantly to a higher level league. And Finland put me in a good position to do that. Where are you now in your pro journey? I just wrapped up my fifth season. The fifth season. Yeah. So, so you went to Finland to Germany. So you, did you stay in Germany for the next few seasons to where you are now? No, I changed every season. I did Germany and then Switzerland. And then I was in Spain in the fall of 2018, only for three months. And then I got a contract in the Philippines and went there for spring. 
So January to May of 2019. And then I took this past fall off and then I played in Cyprus this spring until COVID trashed our season. <laughs> so your passport is well stamped right now. Oh, yeah. So if we fast forward to, you know, I guess we'll, we'll say February 2020, right? When life kind of gets, gets a, a twist for everybody. You know, so you were playing in Cyprus. You guys were heading towards playoffs. Am I correct on that? Yeah. Yeah, we were in it, actually. We had had two playoff matches, three, I think. Like, we were in postseason. You're in postseason. So so going in, like, I, what was your mindset? It was just, like, championship season, let's, let's, let's get in the work type stuff? Yeah, for sure. I mean, Anorthosis, the club that I went to play for, I mean, they've won the league the last nine years in a row, I think, the league and the um, Cypriot Cup. And so they had like championship habits, obviously. And that was their only goal. And they were like, we're winning. Um, and that was kind of why they signed me because I joined the team in January about halfway through their season. And I think I only played three or four regular season matches with them, maybe three. And then we jumped right into playoffs. So, and that was our mindset. It was like nothing besides a championship is going to be satisfactory. Definitely. So when the news broke of, of COVID, what was like your, your, your initial reaction before the lead closed? You know, I don't know. I think I, I tried not to react too hard because I just wanted to wait and know if we were for sure going to be canceled because our league waited. We were kind of in the second wave of leagues that canceled. Like we saw a lot cancel before us and we were kind of like, for sure, this is going to happen to us too. Like they can't, they can't just keep us here. Yeah. And it just, it was a bummer for sure. Like not getting to finish out on the path that we'd started not getting. And we had lost a couple of matches and like had some ground to make up and we're finally like turning things around and everybody was on the same page, like to just make that final push and get back where we need to be. And then they just kind of took the wind out of ourselves. And we were like, well, I guess we'll never know if we would have done it and like pulled it off. And then for me that I actually retired after that season. And I knew that that was my last season. So I had been in Atlanta from June to December of 2019 and got like a short-term job at this really great company. And I only was planning on staying for three months, wound up staying for six and deciding to put off, you know, volleyball until, until January and join a season halfway through and knew that that was going to be the end. I was like championship, good way to go out and haven't won a championship in Europe or anywhere yet. And so I was really excited to go out that way. And then it just kind of came to this like slow grinding halt. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't super dramatic because it was like every day we had new information and we knew that we were going to wound up getting canceled mm-hmm. uh, or that our season would be suspended and then canceled. And it was just kind of like a really slowly occurring bummer and being like, damn, that's how it is. And I can't do anything about it. Dang. So, so you'd already set to, this was your last dance. Yeah. And I knew like there was, and even since people have asked, well, don't you want to go one more and just really do it right? And I'm like, no, absolutely not. Like I knew I enjoyed playing in Cyprus so much, but I knew as soon, my first practice, I knew this feels different now. This is going to be the last one. Like I missed my life in Atlanta. I enjoyed it so much and like had a taste of an actual real life after sports was like, and it was so great. Mm-hmm. And then stepping back into volleyball and back into that lifestyle, it was just, it felt different. 
I still loved it. I still enjoyed it and was grateful to get to do it, but it felt completely different and it was not fulfilling anymore to have that be my life. So I was sure that that was going to be the end and, and COVID did not change my mind. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. kind of just made it happen sooner than yeah. I can relate. When I was in college, I got an internship that summer of my going, going to my senior year. And uh, I just came off, you know, big 12 like that. And I kind of realized, you know, like, like man, yeah, working and, and kind of doing, doing something that you got a passion about outside of your sport, it kind of gives you a new sense of, of reality. Is that a metal straw? It's a metal straw. Sustainability over yeah. there. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. I know they're not necessarily that much better, but I'm like, well, it's better than using, plastic. you know, 20 plastic ones a week. Yeah. We got our compost ready for pickup over here on the right. Can't see it, but compost bin. Pick up every Friday. It's great. Oh, saving the world. <laughs> right. Right. So when the news broke that you had to come home, you know, you kind of had this, this idea that like, I want to connect, you know, other athletes in their moments, you know, like dear volleyball. Yeah. I'm feeling this way. How did that come about that conversation? Well, this was after we knew that we were getting canceled too, but I think it had been a week and a half since the first, since everything started getting canceled left and right, you know, seasons are being suspended, postponed, eventually canceled. And so we had already seen so many stories just from our friends who had already left wherever they were and just seeing this whirlwind, you know, process of their season being canceled to then they're frantically trying to hop on a plane because the instructions about border closings and restrictions in the U S were so confusing. You know, they're scrambling for flights to get home because they're afraid they won't be able to leave the country they're in or go home later. And so just kind of uprooting this life that you've built in a foreign country and like painstakingly built over the last eight or nine months, you know, seeing all of our friends or even just acquaintances on Instagram posting about how shocked they are, how upset they are, how much they miss everybody and didn't get to say goodbye to their teammates and their staff or anybody who meant anything to them wherever they had been that season. You know, you, you work really hard to build a life wherever you're playing because it just, you have to do that. Otherwise you'll go crazy. And it was just to me really heartbreaking to see on that side all of the goodbyes that I always cherish so much saying goodbye to the home that you've made for yourself or deep relationships you've built with your teammates, your friends, your staff members, the things that you've worked to cultivate that have gotten you by, you know, when you've been alone abroad for so many months, not being able to like respect those relationships and say goodbye to them in a way that's meaningful because you're just so stressed and so anxious trying to figure out how to get back to your family and look for answers when there were so few answers at that time about coronavirus. And, and then on top of that, you add people who had amazing seasons and don't, you know, we're probably on track for a championship or, you know, a personal best season for them. And they're never going to get to see how it would have played out. You know, they're, they're not going to know if they were going to win that gold medal or, you know, win the cup in their, in their league. And, and when you'd work so hard towards those goals for such a long time and you stay committed and you're seeing it, you know, come to fruition right before your eyes, all the things you've worked for. And then it's just gone. Gone. It just drives you crazy. And you couldn't stop it. Yeah. There's nothing you could do. It wasn't because you lost. It wasn't because, yeah, no normal reason that we've all seen injuries, 
like and just a, a reason that's completely random that no one's ever seen before. No one knows anything about and no one can tell you what's going to happen from here because no one else has been through it either. It's crazy. And so I have been talking to like, some friends and family at home and I kind of bounced the idea off them for match point COVID. And they were kind of like, yeah, I don't know. And I was like, well, you're not in my position or an athlete's position. So I'm going to talk to Taylor. And so we had had dinner at Taylor's house and she and I were just having a glass of wine on the patio. And I was like, here's the deal. And I said, here's how I'm feeling. I think this really sucks. And I'm really sad seeing all these stories. And I told her, like, from my perspective, I was like, shoving all those emotions to the back of your mind or not having time to say goodbye to things and process how you feel is damaging. Like Mm -hmm. people need space to do that. And they didn't have it because they were frantically trying to pick up the pieces of their life and fly home in 48 hours. And I just asked her because she is like a wizard on Instagram and with, you know, graphics and social media. And I was like, what do you think about us trying to start something, some kind of movement, some kind of, even if it's just a hashtag or a separate page altogether, where we can just encourage people to share and give them, you know, the the platform or the, the space and the time they didn't have before to say whatever is on their mind about the situation, whether it be you know, related to how their season was going or the people they were around, whatever. Like, what do you think? And she was completely on board and had the idea to start like an actual separate Instagram account that was on its own to kind just kind of have like an archive of the stories. And thank God she thought of that because now we can actually go through and see from the very beginning every single person that shared. Yeah. I was going through it and reading some of the story and I was like, and I can relate to it in the sense like from like, like my journey, I'm like, man, I can, I'm, I'm pretty sure that when we have it, I can read those stories and like, I'm not alone. Yeah. And that was kind of our idea and was just creating that space and also making it easy to follow along for everybody who, anyone, I mean, at first, obviously we're thinking of fellow volleyball players who are in that position, but anyone making it easy to follow along and kind of create community mm-hmm. to know you're not alone because everyone needs that. So when you wrote your we're going to say if you call it like your volleyball love letter. What did you mm-hmm. say? I kept it short. I think I said like, because goodbyes mean a lot to me every season. That's been just beautiful and, and sad part of my season because I just loved each place I've played so much. And I just kept it short and said like that I didn't know what would lie on the other side of my volleyball career. And that was why I just kept doing it because I hadn't had an idea yet of what I would want or what life could be like. And, and I said, now I know, and I am so excited to tackle it and just said that I was ready and thanked volleyball for a handful of the hundreds of things it's taught me and what it's brought into my life. Said, thank you. And was like, all right, sayonara. Yeah. It's, been, it's been real fun. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. <laughs> oh, yes, <laughs> absolutely. So I guess, I guess I want a few more questions for you. So, if you didn't kind of already have this mindset of having closure, it's going to be your last season. Do you think it would have hurt a little bit more? Maybe. I don't know. I think it would, I don't know that it would have hurt more. I think I would have been a lot more stressed about it because then I would be thinking about film for next season, what's going to happen next season. And it's still stressful. I mean, this whole situation is just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. No matter what position you're in, the stress that it's created from like in areas where I didn't expect to feel it is just been, I'm surprised every day by the new stress that I feel. It's super fun. 
I love it. Thank you, COVID. And I think if I had chosen to keep playing, I would have discovered a lot more stressors about next season. And it would have been really tough. What if? Yeah. And I mean, I think even now, anyone in any position is kind of, we're all kind of having the same realization of like, life may never be the same after this. So it's not about, we we may not go back to normal. So whether you're trying to find another team for next season or find a job or keep your job, I mean, and wonder what that's going to look like when you're back in the office. It's just kind of realizing everything is probably going to be different is another mental hurdle to leap over for sure. I feel for all the athletes that never thought about that, that next chapter. I know. Oh, and that's a whole, because I also think, I mean, I have some friends who were maybe considering another season and this is decided for them. So I'm grateful that I had made that decision and come to peace with it because to think, to have my mind geared up for another one and then decide, well, I guess I won't because this is just, you know, screwing everything up. That'd be really hard. Definitely. So what's your, your next career looking like or like going to come to the industry live or what you're up to? Well, I actually am waiting to see if I can go back to my old job. That was the plan when I was still in Cyprus. And my old boss and I were about to, we had like a FaceTime planned to chat about it. And then the next day, coronavirus just blew everything. Yeah, blew everything up. And it was everything just got kind of put on hold on both our ends because he was dealing with things at, at the company. And then I was trying to get home and it was just like, okay, we can reconvene when we know what's going to happen. And so we've been in talks about, you know, me returning to my old position there, which was kind of like, it's a franchising company. So I was just working with one brand specifically, and as kind of like a brand liaison, kind of tying together all the departments with new store openings, with franchise sales, with operations, and just wearing a lot of hats, doing a lot of projects. And so if I can't go back there, I would look for something similar, whether it's like, I don't know if I'm thinking like corporate partnerships or some kind of branding or representation that doesn't quite fall into sales. That's kind of what I'm thinking, but crossing my fingers and hoping that I can go back to where I was. It's almost like you're, you're going to another team. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and a great part, you know, like they loved that I wanted to go play volleyball again. Like they, when I was working there, they always were well aware that I was going to leave and they were like, great. We love that. Do it. So yeah, definitely a good working relationship there. So I'm just, you know, waiting to chat and see if it's going to happen. And if not, you know, I've got a good network here and I'm lucky to know some really great people and, and have kind of been still looking just in case that doesn't work out. Yeah. So just trying to work my connections over here. That's what's up. Yeah. So we're gearing toward this, this magazine, you know, where we're going to put together, you know, a lot of different stories. And I think it's cool cause just to just to see how you guys have started something that can really give good people like that that closure we're talking about that closure and just that sense of of self. So mm-hmm. props to you and Taylor for taking that on. Yeah, thanks. It's been really fun. Match point. Hashtag match point. Yes, match point COVID. <laughs> so last question for you, so Courtney, so where are you at social media wise? Oh, like where can you find me? Mm-hmm. Oh, I get to like plug my gram account. Let's see. This is terrible. I should just know what it is, but I think my Twitter and Instagram are two different ones. All right. Oh, it's easy. Instagram is Courtney underscore Falinski. Falinski is F-E-L-I-N-S-K-I. Not as hard as it sounds to spell. 
not very difficult. And then Twitter is Courtney underscore Ray, R-E-I-G-H. She's my middle name. Courtney Ray, Courtney Polinski. Courtney, I appreciate you, I appreciate you coming on, you know, and just sharing a little about your journey and kind of how you're, you're handling COVID and just life in general. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was fun. Yo, thanks for listening to this episode of the Nine Point Started With A Dream podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please comment, share, leave a review. We would love to hear your thoughts. You can find more athlete-driven content at nonpoint.com. Till the next episode, you're only one opportunity away. Peace.